You're listening to a podcast from Victory Alabang. What is our role in preaching the gospel to the nations? Find out in this message by Pastor June Escosar. This last six weeks, our ministry, because we value so much our mission, why we exist as a movement, we take a series like this once a year, just so that our memories get refreshed again. Para if you are a member of Victory, maintindihan nyo. What is really the reason for our existence? Why are we here as a ministry? And I'm hoping that you will be so inspired to see, not only to attend church and be blessed by what is being preached, but to be actively involved in what God is doing here. After all, the analogy that God gave about the church, it is a body. And in the body, there are many parts and all parts are very important. And it is coordinated. It reminds me of a verse in Genesis 11.6. Sinasabi doon, if as one people, we speak the same language, and we embark to do the will of God together, sabay-sabay natin gagawin ang kalooban ng Panginoon para sa atin, then nothing we plan to do will be impossible. Itong paghayo sa ibang mundo para magdala ng Ibanghelyo to make disciples of all kinds of races and culture and people, this is almost an insurmountable and impossible task. But the reason we can do this together, the reason why we can succeed in what God called us to do, dahil sabay-sabay natin lahat ginagawa ito. At maintindihan nyo lalo pag pinatuloy natin itong last series po natin ngayon. Ito po yung aking pamilya, ang aking may bahay for my wife for 20 Six years now, and of course, my two children, they're also involved, although my daughter is a worship leader at the Ford because she is attending Mint School. So, yung mga small groups niya, yung mga kaibigan niya, nandun, but we attend here. Our membership is here. She, she does Saturday and Friday and Saturday services. So, binabati lang din nila po kayo. Uh, they'll be attending a next service at Acacia at 11 in the morning. So, ito pong series natin. Ginawa po natin again ito para ma-captivate natin talaga lahat tayo. We can capture in our hearts the spirit of our mission, what God called us to do together. So ito po yung spirit ng uh, series natin. Ang mission po natin, very clear, every nation exists to honor God by establishing Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, and socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. You know, this sounds like a lot of words. Pero hihimayin po natin sa simpleng apat na tanong lang. Unang tanong, why do we exist? Ano ba ang pakay ng existence po natin? That's the first question. There's only one answer to that. And that is to honor God. Hindi po honor ng ministry natin o mga accomplishments natin, kundi honor lamang ng pangalan ng Panginoon natin. Amen po ba? I think this is a safeguard for our ministry movement. That from day one, we made a decision, this is not going to be the honor of man or the honor of our success or even our vision as much as we love our vision. But this will be only for the honor of God. The second question is, what are we called to do? Ano bang pinapagawa ng Panginoon sa atin? Dalawang bagay. We are called to plant churches and campus ministries. Bakit churches? This is the most logical most effective way to disciple our communities. Pag tayo ay itinerant lang, nagpapadala lang tayo ng mga preachers, nagsusow ng Word of God, mahirap. You cannot really measure 
the growth and the maturity of the people, but by planting churches, you can gather those that get saved, disciple them, and it becomes an evangelistic and a missionary force to our community and to the rest of the world. Bakit naman campus ministry? Not because we're a campus ministry, because 65% of our youth are in the campuses today. The values of the campus that their principles they learn today become the values of the future. That's why bago pa sila maging leader, we are reaching them now and inculcating in them biblical values para pag nag-decision sila, they make decision based on biblical and moral values. Pangatlong tanong, how do we build? Tatlo po ang description, Christ-centered. We want Christ to be preeminent. We want Christ to have, again, the supremacy. Pangalawa, Spirit-empowered. Because no amount of human ability, strategic planning will sustain our success unless the Lord breathes life on it. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Because that which is born of the flesh is flesh. But that which is breathed by the Spirit will be sustained and will remain forever. And of course, we also want to be socially responsible. Bakit? Not only did God call us to love Him with all our hearts, but to love our neighbor as ourselves. To be mindful, to be sensitive of the underprivileged and the poor. See, Jesus mismo nagsabi, if you have done this to one of the least of my brothers, you have done it to me. And the Bible says we are not only to love with words, but with action. So for many years, our expression of social responsibility is to take care of the poor, first of all, in our church. Because we are socially responsible through our benevolence. No? Pangalawa, kung may mga disasters, nag involve po tayo sa mga relief operations. Whether that's the tsunami, earthquake, kung ano-anong mga disasters, we were always the first to step in, whether those giving relief goods or donating cash, whatever is needed to help. Isa pang expression natin, mga seminars, mga medical missions, no? ginagawa natin, pero ang pinaka-primary natin, ito pong Real Life Foundation. Mahigit dalawang daan na po yung graduate. Imagine the lives that were impacted. Naging pag-asa sila ng kanilang mga pamilya. Naiahon nila sa kahirapan. And we have 100% employment sa lahat po ng mga graduate na scholars kasi mga church members po natin mismo ang nag employ sa kanila. Amen po ba? At ang huling tanong po is, where are we called? To every nation. So ito pong series natin is really all about who we are, what we value, and where are we going. So mabilis po lamang na review. Week 1 po, pinag-aralan natin ang church. Okay? Ang missional side component ng church. Ang church po ay meron dalawang component. May attractional. Ito po, pag pumunta kayo sa simbahan, ito po yung tinatawag natin sa missiological terminologies. Attractional. Pumupunta ang tao dahil narinig nila ay, grabe, Maraming nasisave. Grabe yung preaching ng word. Grabe yung worship. Kaya when people come, they are touched. And they get saved. They meet the Lord through the church. But the Great Commission is not just about come and listen. Most people will not go to church. So we go where they are. We call that the missional side of church. Kayo yung mga small groups, mga campus ministry. Yan po ay missional yung ginagawa nating humahayo sa ibang bansa. Yan po lahat ay missional. Ang church na healthy, merong dalawang forces working, missional and attractional. Hindi lamang puro attractional. 
Kasi sa Book of Acts, hindi lamang sila simbahan, they were sending missionary journey teams to touch the world around them. Second week, compassion. What it means for a church to be socially responsible. What it means to be salt and light of the earth. Week three and four, we talked about the campus. How we disciple the next generation. How do we reach the campuses? Last week, pinag-usapan po natin nations. Napaka-strategic po nung discussion natin last week. Because how the shift from just reaching the Jews to now reaching the rest of the world. In fact, Acts chapter 1 pa lang, sinabi sa kanila, bago pa ma-birth yung church, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it says, you will receive what? Power to become my witnesses. Matthew 28, the same thing. Bago pa ma-birth ang church, sinabi na sa kanila, go into all the world, make disciples of all nations. Kaya hindi po natin pwedeng antayin. Sige, pag marami na tayo, pag marami na tayong resources, saka na tayo mag-missions. Side by side, along with the birthing of our church, sinusow na kagad natin yung vision for the nations. Kaya sa membership class pa lang, ino-orient na kayo. What is the mission of victory? To honor God by establishing Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, socially responsible churches and campus ministries. Where? In every nation. Sa Pilipinas, tawag sa atin victory. Worldwide, ang tawag sa atin, every nation. Because that is how serious we are in being faithful to God's great commission. Kaya ang gusto ko yung week 5 kasi it's about breaking mindsets. Most mission scholars believe this was the pivotal chapter not only in the book of Acts, but the entire Bible. Bakit? Prior to Acts chapter 10, all the mission was only to the Jews. Even the Jews and the apostles believed they were the only God's chosen people and the only heirs of salvation. Isipin nyo, God gave revelation to two men. Vision. Cornelius in Caesarea, he's a Gentile, a Roman centurion. And then 30 miles away in Joppa, ito yung Caesarea, sa coast ito ng Israel, dito ang Joppa. 30 miles away, 42 kilometers, the Lord spoke to Peter. Ang sabi kay Cornelius, ang revelation, hanapin mo si Peter dahil meron siyang message para sa inyo. Sa kabilang dako naman sa Jopa, nag-speak naman si Lord kay Peter while he was praying in the rooftop at noontime to pray, he saw a vision, a white sheet like coming down from heaven, punong-puno ng unclean animals, reptiles, unclean birds, at sinabi sa kanya, go, kill, eat. Sabi niya, Lord, my lips never touch anything unclean in my entire life. Ang sabi ni Lord sa kanya, do not call anything unclean that the Lord has made clean. Ang hindi niya na-realize, piniprepare siya ni Lord for Gentile mission. The Lord was about to shock the worldview of Peter because up until this time, akala nila, sila lang talaga ang maliligtas. So, while he was getting this vision, pinagbubulay-bulayan pa niya yung vision na nakita niya. May tatlong taong dumating. Kumatok. Nagtanong. Nandiyan po ba si Peter? In the meantime, the Lord spoke to Peter, may tatlong tao hahanap sa'yo. Sumama ka na. Huwag mo nang questionin. Pumunta ka na sa kanila. Totoo nga, sumama sila. Or nag-overnight sila. Tapos sumama siya sa kanila. Pagdating niya sa bahay ni Cornelius, shock na shock siya to see a household full of Gentiles, non-Jews, 
eager to hear God's word, eager to serve God. Wow! While he was preaching the word to them, the Holy Spirit came on them just like at Pentecost. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They spoke in tongues. Do not conclude si Peter. Now I know God does not show favoritism. Wow! Wala nang distinction. Everyone is saved by the grace of Almighty God. Grabe ang implications nito. Minsan iniisip nga natin, sa dami ng pangangailangan natin, ba't pa ba tayo hahayo sa ibang bansa? Mga kapatid, I am fully convinced the reason why God is blessing our ministry, why God is blessing even our nation today, is because we have put the nations in the forefront. Alam nyo, ang original Great Commission is not Matthew 28. It's Genesis 12. So Genesis 12 said, I will make you into a great nation. It says, I will bless you so you can be a blessing. Ang tawag ko doon, blessed to be a blessing. Patawa ko minsan kasi tinatype ko to. Eh, di ba minsan may automatic speller. Medyo nagkamali yata ako ng pindot. Instead na blessing lumabas, bossing yung natype. Tapos tinignan ko, uy, ganda rin ito ah. This makes sense. Itong problema na maraming tao. Akala nila, they are blessed to be a bossing. No. We are blessed to be a blessing. Niremind lang ako ni Lord. Na yung pagpapala, may purpose. Hindi tayo pinagpala para lang medyo gumaang ang buhay natin, gumanda yung buhay natin. The Lord is not against blessing us. He's not intimidated to pour His blessings on you. God wants you blessed. But He wants you to become a channel of His blessings to the world. Papaliwanag ko lang, siguro ng konting storya lang. In the beginning, paano nga ba talaga tayo, na, paano ba natin na-embrace to? Alam mo, napakasimple lang yung principle ng sowing and reaping. Na pag kayo daw tatanim kayo ay aani. Ang naging problema natin through our history for many years, ang Pilipinas ay bukirin. We are a field. So kahit anong tanim mo sa bukirin, kung sino man yun, kahit anong kadaming seed, kahit anong kalaki ang ininvest mo sa field, ang field hindi yan aani. Kung sino nagtanim, siya ang aani. Kung ang Amerikanong nagtanim ng Ibanghelyo, sino ang mag-aani? Amerikano, hindi Pilipino. Pag third world mentality ka lang, ang mentality mo, Bless me, bless me, give me, give me, I need help. Puro receiving. Hindi ka nag-iisip mag-sow. Katulad din natin, pag nakatanggap ka ng regalo, anong expression natin? Uy, blessed ako, may nag-bless sa akin. Pero sa totoo lang, the real place of blessing is not in, is not in the receiving. The real place of blessing is in the giving because the book of Acts it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Kaya, nung panahon na yun, we can barely pay rent Puro estudyante, mga member ng Victory at the time, 1986, we were two years old. Nung nagkaroon kami ng revelation na to, we decided we cannot be a field forever. We have to shift from being a field to becoming a sower. Inipo muna namin lahat ng makakaya namin, lahat ng faith namin. Nakapag-raise po tayo ng 200 US dollars in 1986. Ito po yung seed na pang-sow natin. <laughs> We quickly divided that money into 8 units of $25 each. At yung pera na yan, itinanim po natin sa Argentina, sa Mexico, sa Japan, saka sa South Africa. Nagtanim po tayo ng seed. Hindi namin sukat akalain 
na in 1986 ang finance natin aakyat, nang aakyat, naakyat, hindi na naplato. Sa panahon na ito, nagbibigay po tayo ng higit sa ilang milyon bawat buwan. Pwede ba natin bigyan si Lord ng palakpak? Grabe. We broke the spirit of poverty because we are giving. That is why ang Pilipinas, alam niyo po yung sinabi kong mga ilang milyon na yan, bawat buwan binibigyan natin ni piso. Hindi natin pwedeng gastusin sa Pilipinas. Lahat po yan ay ginagastos natin to reach the nation, to support missionaries that are reaching the nations. Amen po ba? Kaya alam mo, Pilipinas, kahit natalo man tayo kagabi, wala nang hahantungan ng Pilipinas kundi pagpapala. Kasi naging sowing nation na tayo. Itong pagsusow natin sa victory, damay lahat, maraming tao, pati pamilya nyo, pati bansa natin, pati ibang mga churches na din, because we have started sowing. God looks to us with great favor. Today, titingnan po natin, ang topic po natin ay missionaries. Bagamat meron tayong corporate call to make disciples of all nations, ngayon naman, titingnan po natin, ang tanong natin dito is, what is my place in this vision? How do I contribute? What is my role here as an individual? Meron pa akong verse to encourage all of you. Because regardless of what your role will be, what is my involvement? What is my role? Ito po ang sinasabi sa 1 Samuel 30. The share will be the same for the man who stayed with the supplies. And for the man who went into battle, everyone will share alike. David made this an order and rule for Israel. This rule continues to this day. Anong sinasabi dito? Huwag mong sabihin, hindi ako frontline missions. Ano lang po ako, taga-pray lang ako, taga-encourage lang ako. Sabi sa Biblia, lahat, pareho ang matatanggap. Do not ever underestimate your role in this because God will bless everyone equally if you are involved in reaching the nations. Amen? Ang text po natin, exciting po ito, Acts chapter 13. Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manan, a member of the court of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart from me Barnabas and Saul, who later of course became Paul, for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Meron po tayong shift. Because everything that we've studied in the whole series all leads up to Acts chapter 13. God shifts from individuals, from Cornelius, from Peter, to now the church in Antioch. Antioch takes center stage for missions, church planting to the Gentile world. Antioch became the first official, intentional, organized missionary enterprise to take the gospel to the nations. Alam nyo, up until this time, ang pinakasikat na church is Jerusalem. The revival happened in Jerusalem. It was where all the pro- apostles and the prophets were. It is where the Lord spoke and gave the commission. Go be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. Medyo nakalimutan yata nila. Na masyado nila enjoy yung revival sa Jerusalem. Nakalimutan nila may commission sila to go to Judea, to go to Samaria. Anong ginawa ni Lord? 
Because hindi nila ginawa, nagpadala si Lord ng persecution. Acts chapter 8, verse 1. Because of that persecution, it forced the believers to be scattered and wherever they scatter, they were forced to share the Word of God. May kasabihan nga po tayo, pag hindi nyo ginawa yung Acts 1.8, Acts 8.1 will happen to you. Pag pinag-aralan mo ang world history natin, ang Romans, center ng cradle ng Christianity, hindi po nila na-share yung gospel sa mga barbarians. Alam nyo nangyari? Inatak sila ng barbarians. At muntik na makulaps yung buong Roman Empire. But the power of the gospel prepared, the conquerors became conquered with the gospel. Ang mga barbarian naman, sila naman yung mga naging kristyano. Kaya nagkaroon tayo ng tinatawag na Carolinian Renaissance. Kaya nagkaroon ng mga magagandang edifices. Masyado nga lang fancy. Masyadong mga ginto, mga painting, mga sobrang ganda. Ang pinaka-leader po dito, si Charlemagne. Siya po yung ginamit ng Panginoon na talaga magkaroon ng revival among the barbarians. He's one of the main figure of the barbarians who got converted to Christianity. Ang problema din sa barbarian, hindi din nila na-share to a people more ruthless than them. To the north, Germanic tribal people called the Norsemen, in short, Vikings. So dahil hindi nila na-share, eto naman mga Vikings, dahil sa sobrang ganda ng mga monastery, kung saan place pa ba naman nilagay, doon pa sa mga cliff, doon pa sa overlooking, eh nakikita ng mga, it attracted the greedy eyes of the Vikings. So they ransacked these worship places and monasteries and sanctuaries. And they killed everyone. They took monks, slave women as their mistresses. Again, the gospel prevailed and the conquerors became conquered. Ang Vikings naging Kristiyano din. Kaya lang, sa sobrang zeal nila, medyo misguided yung zeal. Kasi yung, yung mga Vikings, they were the ones who established what we call the Crusaders. Akala nila, sa pamamagitan ng hindi lang magdala ng Ibanghelyo, kasama yung Espada. So, kaya today, a big lesson in history, hindi mo pwedeng pilitin ng tao. It became a big blow to the people called the Saracens or the Islamic peoples. Na pinag, grabe pa rin, na pinag sisisian or pinag, you know, it's something we regretted doing because the gospel can, on, the, can only be preached again through message of hope and love. Amen? So, yan po yung mga lessons. Kaya napakatindi nitong napaka-inspiring ng Antioch bagamat siya ay maliit lang na church. But yet, it became the center for missions and church planting. Barnabas and Paul were set apart and sent out by the Holy Spirit through the church here. Antioch was Paul's starting point for these three missionary journeys. Dito po nang galing ang missionary journey ni Apostle Paul sa Antioch. Paul always went back to report what has been accomplished in the nations of the world in that church. Paano nga ba nag-start yung Antioch Church? Going back to chapters, Acts chapter 11, verse 19 to 26. Now those who were scattered because of the persecution arose over what? Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia in Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. Some of them, pag sinabi mo some of them, sino yan? They were not apostles. They were ordinary people. Ordinary people, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists. These are Greeks. 
preaching the Lord Jesus and the hand of the Lord was with them and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. Ang pagpadala nila kay Barnabas, hindi para mag-follow up, ma-encourage, kundi para imbestigahan. Hindi sila makapaniwala na yung mga hintil, the Gentiles are receiving the gospel and are getting saved. This is impossible. We are the chosen people. Ang taming tumaas na mga kilay. So pinadala si Barnabas to investigate. Alam nyo, naging implikasyon nito, yung Jerusalem Council. Let me tell you, the Jerusalem Council did not only address a local issue, yung impact nito, even up to us, here right now, sitting here, na-impact tayo ng Jerusalem Council. Babasahin ko lang ang nangyari dun sa Jerusalem Council. Nagkaroon ng debate. Kasi ang naging issue, ang demand ng mga Jews, kung totoo talaga yung mga Gentiles na yan, sila, kailangan pa rin ma-circumcise sila. Kailangan mag-observe pa rin sila ng mga law ni Moses. So si Peter, unang-una nagsalita, hindi ko na sinama dito for time's sake. Siya nag-deliberate, kinuwento niya yung nangyari kay Cornelius. How God poured His Spirit even to the Gentile households. Tapos sabi ni James, yung leader ng apostolic team, sabi niya, God who knows the heart, showed that He accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them just as He did to us. He made no distinction. Ang ibig sabihin, wala nang hintil, wala nang hudyo. Just uh, between us and them, between the Jews and the Gentiles. For He purified their hearts by faith. Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of the disciples a yoke that neither we nor our fathers have been able to bear? Bakit pa tayo kailangan mag-observe ng mga dietary laws or mga, mga circumcision at kung ano-ano pa mga ceremonias? We believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. Kaya ngayon, it doesn't matter what your color, your nationality, what your economic background, just as you are, if you humble yourself and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can be saved by the grace of God. Can we give the Lord a big hand? Mabuti na lang. Klinaro nila yan. Kung hindi, alam mo naman ng religion. Oy, kailang gawin mo muna ito. Kailang dumang ka muna sa petong sakrament. Kailang lumuhod ka muna sa ganyan. Marami mga ritual. But only on the merits of the grace of God can we all be saved. Patuloy po natin. When Barnabas came and saw the grace of God, he was glad and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose for he was a good man. Barnabas was a good man. He was full of the Holy Spirit. In other words, he was discerning. He saw the grace of God. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. Ito yung birth ng ministry ni Apostle Paul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year, they met with the church and taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. Amazing talaga in church in Antioch, no? Hindi Antioch, Antioch. Here are some other unique characteristics of the church. It's the first Gentile church was founded. It's where the disciples of Jesus were first called Christians. Antioch was the cradle and mother church for Gentile Christianity and of Christian missionary enterprise. Antioch Church is an apostolic church. From Antioch, the ministries of Barnabas and Paul and later Silas was released and affected nations. From Antioch, dito na plant yung churches ng Corinth, Philippi, Colossae, Ephesus, and Thessalonica. Ano bang na plant ng Jerusalem? Wala tayong nakita record. Pero Antioch is where Paul was sent out in his three missionary journeys. The church at Antioch represents a church that has a burden for nations and is focused on fulfilling the Great Commission. Sa history din natin, 
as Filipinos. Pinagpala tayo ni Lord ng gusto. We were blessed by God in our own country. Pero, naging aggressive ba tayo? Parang Jerusalem? Naging aggressive ba tayo mag-bring ng gospel? Sa ibang bansa? Hindi po. Ang Korea, kung kailan, 1900 lang sila nagkaroon ng Christianity at the turn of the century. Sila yung naging biggest mission-sending nation to the world. To Asia. Wow! Tayo yung may Christianity for as far back 1500s. Kaya you know what happened to us? God sent an economic persecution to the Philippines. Nagsialisa ng mga Pilipino, nagpunta sa Middle East, nagpunta kung saan sa bansa, and there God forced us to share the blessing. Matuto na po tayo, huwag na natin antayin, ma-invade tayo, magkaroon ng persecution para mag-force tayo. What we are doing as a church is what we call voluntary going. Ito yung, talaga ito yung mission na nagagalak ang Panginoon. Amen? Because God, we voluntarily go to fulfill God's commission. Ito pa yung mga ibang unique characteristic ng Antioch, cross-cultural. Makikita natin, they cross barriers, hindi lamang sa Jews, they spoke to Greeks. Hindi lang yan. Sa church ng Antioch, andyan si Barnabas, a native Jew. Si Simeon, from Africa, because he's called Niger. Lucius of Cyrene, from North Africa. Manain, he is a Roman citizen. Iba-ibang nationality, multicultural siya. Ganyan ang microcosm ng heaven. Amen ba? Walang distinction. Importante lahat ng tao. Pangalawa, disciple making. For a whole year, imagine that. Ginawa na nila at Purple Book, one-to-one, Victory Weekend. Lahat na ginawa nila for the whole year. And then the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch because it's a disciple making church. Hindi lang yun. It's also a very generous church. May bumbaba na prophet from Jerusalem, pumunta sa Antioch, at sinabi niya, through the Spirit, predicted a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. Ano ginawa ng mga disciples? Ay talaga, pag-pray natin, you know what they did? The disciples, each according to his ability, decided to provide help for the brothers living in Judea. Action church ito. Generous. Fourth, it is Holy Spirit-led. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit spoke, And then finally, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit set apart for me Barnabas and Saul. Verse 3, So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and what? Sent them off. They are a mission-sending church. Makikita natin all throughout this, God used ordinary people. Hindi apostles ang ginamit, ordinary people. Ganun din sa ating mission. All throughout the book of Acts, God uses individuals to accomplish His purpose. In Acts 2, it's Peter that God used. In Acts 3 and 4, it's Peter and John and the believers in Jerusalem. In Acts 5, it's the apostles. In Acts 6, it's the deacons, the seven men. Kusan isa dyan si Stephen at saka si Philip. Acts chapter 7, Stephen testifying before the Sanhedrin. Acts chapter 8, Philip went down to a city in Samaria. Kaya nga, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. It's happening. Revival broke out in Samaria in Acts chapter 9. It's the conversion of the Apostle Paul. Pero sinong ginamit? An ordinary disciple named Ananias. Takot pa siya. But he obeyed God. And then Peter, God used him to raise Tabitha from the dead. Acts chapter 10, it was Cornelius and Peter. In Acts 11 to 12, these are ordinary men from Cyprus and Cyrene going to Antioch, preaching to Greeks. 
And God used Barnabas and Paul as well as the prophet Agabus in Acts chapter 13. Now the Lord turned to the whole church in Antioch. It's as if the Lord is saying, I'm not just going to use individuals. I'm going to use all of you. It reminds me of how our churches in Qatar was started. Wala tayong full-time doon. Ang pastor po natin doon, a purchasing manager. Siya po ginamit ni Lord. Ngayon, ang laki-laki ng church natin. Also being given recognition. Free, may freedom na po tayo to worship because the government built a compound where we can worship. Amen po ba? Sa Kuwait, alam niyo po ba ang pastor natin doon? Hindi rin sila full-time. Manager or chief mechanic ng pinaka-luxurious cars. Imagine that. Yun ang pastor mo. For so many years, ang churches natin doon. Growing by leaps and bounds. Grabe yung influence. Ang church natin sa Bahrain. Wala tayong full-time doon. These are all people that God used. We met with them. We prayed together. We appointed leaders. And the church is growing. Pupunta kami lahat doon. Doon kami magkaroon ng convergence ng Middle East itong coming November. Ang kingdom of Saudi Arabia, limang simbahan na po tayo. Five cities. All of this, with exception of Riyadh, all four cities are all led by ordinary people like you and I, used mightily by God, and it is growing like crazy. Amen ba? Pwede tayong gamitin ni Lord. In fact, kayo, kung iba sa inyo rito, mapunta sa mga ibang place na walang victory, mag-small group lang kayo at palitaan nyo kami. Kami ng bahala doon. Be faithful. Just start where you are. Wherever you go, God can use you. Instead of magreklamo ka, but walang church dito? Baka ikaw ang sagot doon. Ba't walang small group dito sa lugar namin? Ikaw ang sagot doon. Magsimula ka ng small group. Amen? God uses ordinary people. Today, God will accomplish His purpose of making disciples of all nations through our praying, our giving, and our going. In short, everyone can be involved. Lahat po tayo pwede maging involved sa enterprise na to of reaching all nations for the Lord. Tingnan nyo itong picture na to. Because of our faithful giving, praying, supporting our short-term missionaries, next year, limang bansa ang Alabang Church. Amen ba? Limang bansa. May opportunity kayo mag-partner dun sa mga pupunta sa limang bansa na yon para maging magpagpapala sa mga bansa. Tingnan nyo where we are now. In Greater Asia, we are 25. In the Middle East, we are 8 countries. In Central Asia, 5. In Oceania, 6. A total of 44 countries. Can we give the Lord a big hand? Tanungin nyo, ilang ba ang bansa sa buong Asia? 60 lang. Yang blue na yan, dyan tayo. Yung mga puti, yung pa yung natitirang kakaunti. 16 nations. Kaya dito makikita natin. 2013, abot na natin lahat yan. 2014, 2015, 2016. Butan. Next month po, or next week, pupunta na po kami ng Butan to start our church planting work in Butan. Give the Lord a big hand. Wala pa 2016, simulan na natin yung work. Sa November, our church planting team will arrive, our first church planting team will arrive in Cairo, Egypt to start our work in Egypt. And humanda na rin, yung Amman, Jordan, we will start the work early next year in Amman, Jordan. One of our graduates of the School of World Mission is going to go and plant the church there. Give the Lord a big hand. 
Wow. Praise God. Mijo, before I close, let me just give a brief comment to you on these three things. Sabi sa Bible very clearly, my house will be called a house of prayer for what? All nations. Sinabi ni Lord, ask of me the nations. I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. The kingdoms of this world does not belong to the devil, to human institutions and human governments. It belongs to God. The earth is the Lord and everything in it. Pag-pray natin, China man yan. Amen? Kay Lord yan, Luke 10.2 the harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. Pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Pag nyo talaga, please, pag naalaala nyo mga nations, pag may nakita kayo sa CNN, pray, Lord, give, give us that nation. Lord, give us workers for that nation, especially the Middle East and Central Asia. Sabi ni William Carey, I'm going down into the pit if you hold the ropes. Sabi ni Dr. McLaren, they that hold the ropes and the daring miner that swings away down into the blackness are one in the work, maybe one in the motive, and if they are, shall be one in the reward. Never ever underestimate the power of prayer. Naalaala ko, mayroong lugar sa Bangladesh, mayroong isang terrorist group, alam nyo yan, Jema Islamia, responsible for bombing South Thailand, Bali, Meron silang training place called Okia, katabi ng Cox's Bazar, doon sa Bangladesh. Alam mo ginawa ng 10 days natin? Pinuntahan yan. Pini-prayer walk yan. Lord, we're claiming extremists to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Pray lang sila ng pray. Little did we know, after a few years, mga radical na imams, many of them extremists, got born again and are now members of our church in Bangladesh. Ang tindi. Yung work natin sa Laos, sobrang nag-prosper. Sobrang, so may inroads tayo sa campus. Ang hindi nila na-realize, meron palang spy student. Talagang pinag-aralan lahat. Binantayan sila, sinundan sila. Tapos ni-report sa security director. Pagka-report, syempre galit. Kinuha lahat ng surveillance camera. Tiningnan. Mantakin niyo ba? Sa araw na yun, hindi gumana yung CCTV. Blanco. Hindi nakita yung mga mukha nila. More than your giving, equally important is your praying. Kaya na i-spare yung mga missionaries natin. Minsan sensational din sana yung may nakulong, may mga na, na bugbog. Pero alam nyo, mas maganda yung stealth, hindi nakikita, continue lang yung work. Okay din yung may mga ganong istorya, pero mas maganda yung cover tayo ni Lord and the work continue to prosper. Ang missionaries naman, ready naman for better or worse. Secondly is giving. I will make you into a great nation. The Bible says, I will bless you. I will make your name great. You will be a blessing. Alam nyo, kailangan mara- tama yung perspective natin sa pagpapala ni Lord sa buhay natin. Minsan, iba sa atin, simple lang tao. Okay lang din naman yun. Pero sabi nga ni Pastor Steve, kung ang pinagpipray nyo parati, eh, pang matrikula, utility sa bahay, pang sa kuryente, pang sa matuisyon ng anak ko, sabi nga, di ba napaka-selfish naman yun? Puro sarili mo lang ang pinagpipray mo. Next time, huwag na tayo mag-pray ng ganoon. Mag-pray tayo ng, Lord, pagpalaan mo nga ako ng sobra-sobra. Ikaw naman ang source ko, hindi naman yung paycheck ko eh. Hindi naman yung kumpanya na pinagtatrabahuan ko. Ikaw naman. Lord, bless mo nga ako para ako'y maging mapagpala rin sa iba. 
Because how can you fulfill your end of the bargain to bless others if you are not blessed yourself? Kaya parang si Jabez, mag-pray kayo, Lord, bless mo nga ako, Lord. Kaya kung ikaw negosyante, sabi ni Lord, you shall remember the Lord your God for it is He who gives you the power to get wealth. Pray kay Lord God, sige nga, pagpalain mo nga ako, Lord, para gamitin ako ni Lord. Remember, blessing with a purpose. Blessed to be a blessing. 2 Corinthians 9.10, He who supplies it to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Alam nyo, pag may desire kayo, sabi ni Lord, kahit wala kang pera, ako ang magbigay sa'yo ng seed to sow. Lord, gusto ko ma-involve yung wala akong pera. God will give you the seed to sow. Kaya lang, pag dumating yung seed, huwag mo kainin yung seed. Pag dumating yung bunga, ayong kainin mo yung iba, ibigay mo pa rin yung seed para tuloy-tuloy ang sowing and reaping. At sabi sa verse 11, you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Ang pinakamatinding example nito is Macedonian Church. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the, gen- the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord. Hindi pinilit, hindi tinakot, but out of the overflow. In what condition? In the most severe poverty. Nagihirap sila, but they never let those circumstances limit them from becoming channels of God's blessing. Kaya pag iniisip mo, Pastor, inspired talaga ako. Pag may pera na ako, magbibigay ako wrong. At your worst. Maganda ngayon at your worst kasi wala ka naman talaga masyadong mabigay eh. At your worst, you give. With what little you have, you give and watch how God breaks poverty in your life. Amen po ba? God is so faithful. Naalala ko isang missionary natin. Mababala naman yung rent niya. Mayroon siyang one-year contract sa rent niya. Missionary na sa Tibet. 250 US dollars lang sa aman. Mantuman na siya nagbabayad. Bigla ba naman pagdating nung June, sinisingil siya gusto six months mabayaran. 1,350. Lord, paano naman to? Wala akong ganong klaseng pera. Eh, bakit ko nga 250 lang every month? Tapos bigla akong singilin. Nagpray na lang siya. Hindi na siya nag-worry. Lord, you are my source. You are my provider. Biglang nakatanggap ng call. Ay, Sa kaibigan niya, sabi, Uy, naku, matagal ko na gustong ibigay ito sa'yo, pero hindi ko nabigay, meron akong financial gift sa'yo. Okay lang ha, pagtyagaan mo na lang yan. Kasi kailangan niya ng 1,350. Sabi niya, by the way, may pupunta dyan 10 days, pwede ba padala ko na lang? Nung pinadala, lo and behold, nung binuksan niya yung envelope, pagbukas niya, 1,350 US dollars. Amazing si God. Grabe talaga, napaka-faithful ni Lord. God is Amazing. Gusto ko lang makita niyo itong reality ng giving. Pinag-aralan nila, buong mundo, ano ba talaga yung giving trend? 95% of all of the income of our local church goes to domestic operations. Assuming na 5% goes to missions, da- dalawang klase ang mission, regular mission, yun yung mission na nag exist na. Especially mga mission na marami ng simbahan. Pero meron tayong tinatawag na frontier mission kung saan hindi lang 1%, kalahati ng 1%, 0.5% lang binibigay natin. At alam niyo ba yung frontier mission? That is 42% of the world. Kanya makikita niyo, kaya pala hindi natin naabot ang buong mundo because maling-mali yung mga investment natin. We give it in the wrong places. I want you to know every single centavo you give goes to reaching frontier missions. Amen ba? And finally, go. 
Very clear sa Bible. Sinasabi dito, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Romans chapter 10 says, How can they call on Him in whom they have not believed? How are they to believe in Him of whom they have not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? How can they preach unless they are sent by the local church? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The failure of the world to hear the gospel is the failure of the church to send missionaries. Ito pang last. Alam niyo ba, ang total number of missionaries all over the world is only 429,000. It seems like a lot, but in light of the big harvest, that's absolutely nothing. That's why Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. Making a comparison, alam niyo ba, Amway is only one multi-marketing companies among tens of thousands of multi-marketing companies. Alam niyo ba, distributors ng Nino Worldwide is 1.2 million. In other words, there are three times more, and that is only one of 10,000 organizations, three times more than the missionary force. In other words, sabi nga ng isang ibang evangelist, if man had a soul and that soul can be won or lost for eternity, then the most important business in the world is winning lost souls for God. Tingnan nyo yan, ha? hindi lang 429,000, kakaunti lang ang missionary, but 95% of those very few missionaries, to be exact, 407,000 are going to places na marami ng simbahan. They are basing themselves in nations that are already rich. Guess what? Only 5% or 15,000 missionaries are going to the unreached. Who are the unreached? 42% of the world. All the missionaries we're sending are all going to the unreached world. Last slide I want to show you. Ay, ito pala yung ratio. Sa America, one worker for every 230 Christians or members or people, but ang missionary, for every one missionary we send, 152 thousand people ang kinikerry niyang weight. Ganun ang ratio dahil napaka-konti ng workers. But I've got good news for you by the grace of God. At least ito yung maliit na contribution natin through the years. We have now sent 155 long-term cross-cultural Filipino missionaries serving in 35 nations. Praise God. Give the Lord a big hand. Yan yung long-term. Yan po yung long-term. Pero meron din tayong short-term. In 2015 alone, 98 teams, 600 missioners, 28 nations. 2015 lang po yan. Give the Lord a hand for that. Alam niyo ba kung ilang weeks ang isang taon? 52 lang. 98 yung pinadala natin. Alam niyo ibig sabihin yan? Halos dalawang teams. Every week, ang pinapadala natin, may tao tayo sa airport na lumilipad somewhere to the nations. Kaya sinasabi ko sa inyo, Sobrang mapagpala ang Pilipinas. In 2016, mga kapatid, 107 teams, 640 missionaries, 31 nations. Praise God. Praise God. The future is bright because you and I will not be limited or be defined by any barriers or by any labels. God is no respecter of people. God is moved by faith. Not the exact amount you give, but the act of faith that you do is what pleases the Lord. As I close and pray for you today, I want you to ask God, Lord, what is my role? Can we bow our heads? Lord Jesus, bless our church family. Thank you, Panginoon. Thank you for giving us the privilege. We are humbled by the fact that we could be used of you. 
to touch the nations. Who are we, Lord God? In light of our economics. But Lord, you are pleased with obedience. Lord, you said to go make disciples of all nations. We want to remain faithful. Lord, because with your blood, you purchase men for God from every tribe and language and people and nations. We want the nations, Lord God, to bow and worship you, to give glory to you, that your name will be glorified among the nations. Lord, bless each of us. Speak to us what our part will be. Lord, whether to give, to pray, to go, we give you praise. We give you all glory in Jesus' mighty name. Can we give the Lord a big hand? Thank you, Jesus. We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.